0: It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living, with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us.
1: Well, I think summer and rib cooking season are interchangeable, and my guest today is the expert on that, and he is Meathead Goldwyn. He is the author of Meathead, the Science of Great Barbecue and Grilling, named as one of the 100 best cookbooks of all time by Southern Living Magazine and a New York Times bestseller. He's also, as luck would have it, behind the website AmazingRibs.com which is filled with information not just about ribs, but pretty much anything you want to put on the grill. And he's joining me today on Amy's Table. Welcome Meathead Goldwyn.
0: Oh, it's always great to be back with you and talking, uh, cooking. Uh, Nice to have somebody who knows food like you to chat with.
1: Well, thank you, Meathead. And I tell you, every time you're on, it's pretty selfish for me because I learn so much. And I'm going (laughs) to tell you one thing I don't know a lot about, to be perfectly frank, is rib cooking. And so Mm. maybe you can give us a 101, starting with like what kinds of ribs are best on the grill for beginners, etc. You just you take it away.
0: Well, you're, when we talk ribs in general, we're talking pork ribs, um, but there are other kinds. There's beef ribs, uh, there's uh, lamb ribs, so you want to make sure when you're shopping you're getting uh, the right one, Either, but beef ribs and pork ribs are really different, Yeah, the cooking technique is really different, so let's focus on pork ribs today, because that's Fourth of July food. That's yeah you know, summer food. Uh, I mean, I I think that ribs and Fourth of July are like turkey and Thanksgiving. They uh, <laughs> they go together, you know, and and uh, it's always uh, you know it's it, it, it's elemental food. It's hand food, you know, no forks, nothing necessary. Now the, the the secret here is is there are different cuts of ribs. If you think about the rib cage, it's, it extends all the way from your spine around to your chest. So they take the rib cage of the animal and they split it into into different parts. The the, the section that goes from the back or the spine halfway down the side is called baby back ribs. And you can almost always tell what they are because they're hockey hockey stick-shaped. They're curved. Um, The the section from below that, that that goes from the side towards the front is more flat. And those are... Um, what we call St. Louis cut or center cut ribs. And uh, there's some differences in the qualities between them. And finally, there's a section that wraps around onto the chest or the belly, uh, and those are rib tips. So let's talk about each of them real briefly. Okay. The baby backs have loin meat on top of it, and that's a very lean, tender meat. And most of the meat on baby backs is on top of the bone. On the side ribs, or the center cut, or the St. Louis cut, they're all interchangeable, or sometimes even called spare ribs. Um, the, the meat is mostly in between the bones, and it's a little fattier and a little tougher. But if you if you tenderize them by cooking them properly, they tend to be preferred by b- rib rib lovers. And then the tips have a lot of cartilage in them, sh- every which way, and uh, you gotta kind of chop them up and suck on them, but they're really flavorful. So most people go for baby back ribs or St. Louis cuts or center cut or spare ribs and uh, uh, they cook a little differently. The side cut or the spare ribs takes uh, about five to six hours at 225. You cook these very low and very slow. They're hard-working muscles. They really, the animal really stretches and strains on those muscles, and there's a lot of connective tissue. So if you cook it hot and fast, if you just throw it on a hot grill, it gets really tough and really chewy. It can still be delicious, but its texture is weird. Mm-hmm. So if you, want, if you want them tender, if you want them to just gently tug off the bone, then you cook them low and slow, Baby backs, three to four hours, um, St. Louis cut, side cut, center cut, spareribs whatever you want to call them. They take five to six hours at 225.
1: So you are having them on the grill that whole time?
0: Yeah. Now, this is really important. You don't want to put them directly over the fire. Great question. You don't want to put them directly over the fire. It's too hot. So you set up your grill in two zones, and I recommend two-zone cooking for almost everything on the grill. uh, And then you put the meat away from the heat. One zone is where the fire is. So if you've got a gas grill, you turn on one or two burners and leave the other one or two off, and you put the meat on the off side. What happens there is it's warming gently with convection airflow. If you move it over the direct radiant heat side, it's heating directly below with high energy infrared heat, and that cooks too hot too fast. On a charcoal grill, you just push all the coals to one side. Now, the Weber manual tells you to split them on both sides, but that's wrong. Just push them all to one side, put the meat on the other side away from the direct radiant heat and it'll cook low and slow, cool and gentle, um, at around 225. It's good to have a digital thermometer that you can place on the grill next to the meat uh, rather than the dial and the dome because they're very inaccurate. But uh, that just takes a while to get them, and you can tell when they're done. This is a good trick. You pick them up from the end with your tongs, and when the surface cracks, they're done. And that'll take three to four hours. It's hard to get a really good temperature measurement on ribs because the meat is so thin.
1: So I'm, it's taking all the courage I can muster to ask you what I'm about to ask you because <laughs> I'm afraid you're going to laugh me out of the room. Oh, what about people who put their ribs in the oven before they go on the grill?
0: <gasps> no, I, the, the, uh, I, the grill is just an oven outdoors and what we just described putting it on the indirect radiant uh, the indirect convection side so it's doing the same thing as the indoor oven the difference is smoke right and if you're going to do them outdoors you can throw wood on the hot side and that i strongly recommend um, while the meat sits on the indirect side, you can't do that indoors, right? Um, unless you've got a really big exhaust fan. So, um, so it's so,
1: doable. If you have to in a pinch, you can bake them indoors before putting. You finish them on the grill, obviously, right? No matter how you do yeah. it, yeah.
0: No, you can do that, but I you know what? That's the opposite of what I would recommend. Cold meat attracts and holds smoke better than warm meat so if you want that outdoor smoky flavor you're better to start them outdoors on the indirect side throw the wood on the direct heat side on the coals or on the burner and give it an hour or so of gentle smoking then pull it off and stick it indoors
1: oh my gosh that's a huge tip i get it i get it i get it so reverse of what we're thinking
0: mm-hmm. well it's the same concept You get out of the shower and your mirror is all fogged over. Cold surfaces attract tiny particles, just like the water vapor from your shower. The cold meat will attract the smoke, moisture, and particles.
1: Meathead, I'm telling you what. You just, I learned so much from you. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so you've explained how to cook them low and slow. Any other rib tips to finish us up on this incredibly informative segment today?
0: Well, the the ribs tend to have a membrane on the backside.
1: Oh, Uh, yeah. The
0: pleura, it is the lining of the cavity where the organs are. You have the pleura also. Um, And it can get leathery and it can get tough. A lot of folks leave it on, and some people love to gnaw on it, but in general it's best to pull it off, and it's a little tricky if if you can. You can ask your butcher, would you remove the membrane? Um, But it's not hard. I've got pictures and video on our website, but basically you flip them over so the membrane side is up. And you kind of work a little butter knife underneath between the membrane and the bone until it loosens. And then you grab it with a paper towel and yank it off. And it often comes off all in one strip. And that then you've got a little more tender, a little easier to eat, and uh, the smoke flavor and the sauce. Oh, one other tip, sauce. Don't put the sauce on until about 15 minutes before you're done. Most sauce has a lot of sugar in it. And that sugar will scorch, burn, and you'll have awful results. So just roast them. Use a spice rub, which is always recommended, when you put them in there to roast at the beginning. Um, add nothing else until fifteen twenty minutes from when you're done. Then put the sauce on. And if you want to have extra fun, put the sauce on and then move it over to the hot side and sear mm-hmm. that sauce and. Sizzle it till it's bubbly and crackling, and that caramelizes the sugars. But to watch it like a hawk, keep the lid open because it can burn in a hurry.
1: Oh my God, that just sounded so delicious. And so here's the thing the same would be true in terms of sauce for barbecue chicken, barbecue, mm-hmm. anything you're putting that sauce on. Lid open just at the last bit, right?
0: Yeah, and almost always start on the indirect side. Chicken is a classic. Start. Up, what happens to chicken? The first thing that happens, you throw it over direct radiant heat, and you burn the skin. The skin is, a large percentage of it is fat. So you burn the skin. Now you've got black chicken, and it's raw in the center. Start it on the indirect side, warm it gently when it's 150 degrees with a thermometer. Then you move it over to the direct radiant heat side, Finish it over there, crisp the skin till it's GBD, golden brown and delicious, mm. <laughs> and 160 degrees, perfect, no burn, no char, no carcinogens, and absolutely thoroughly juicy.
1: My goodness gracious, my mouth is watering. This sounds so good. Meathead Goldwyn, you are just a delightful guest. You can find more about all of Meathead's tips, ideas, uh, gadgets that are the best, thoughts on grills at AmazingRibs.com. You can find his book, Meathead, the Science of Great Barbecue and Grilling, anywhere fine books are sold. And we're so delighted that you could find him today on Amy's Table. Meathead Goldwyn, thank you
0: so much. Oh, what pleasure to talk to you as always. Thanks, Amy. Stick around for another helping from Amy's Table on Q102. Q! It's Amy's Table with Amy Tolman. Yeah. Q102.